guys, welcome back to Thick and Thin with me, Katie Bilotti, and tonight I am joined by this massive glass of Sauvignon Blanc. I, I gave myself quite a fat pour. I honestly was multitasking while I poured this, and I'm now seeing that this is like easily three glasses of wine in one glass. Um, so hopefully I won't be slurring by the end of this episode, but I'd like to just give my lovely coworkers at L'Oreal a shout out for this fat pour of wine because they gave me a nice big bottle of Sauvignon Blanc for my birthday. Sauvignon Blanc is the way to my heart. Sauv Blanc. I believe that's how the cool people say it, but it is Kim Crawford. That's the brand that they selected for me. Um, something Navy, Ariel Charnis also likes Kim Crawford wine. So I'm assuming it must be great because she doesn't put her stamp of approval on a lot of things or, I mean, some things I like that she talks about, some things I'm indifferent about, but Wine, you know, can't go wrong with Sauv Blanc anyway. So, although I believe my favorite one of all time, my favorite Sauv Blanc would have to be Cloudy Bay. It's from New Zealand um, or Oyster Bay. Cloudy Bay, Oyster Bay. I think Oyster Bay is the cheaper alternative to Cloudy Bay. I actually talked about it in a previous episode and someone on my stories went out and bought it and like, you know, added me for it. And I was like, wow, I'm inspiring people to... uh, just drink copious amounts of Sauv Blanc on their time off or, you know, while they work, if they have the, the uh, pleasure of drinking while they work. Anyway, so uh, this episode is interesting because it's my first one that I'm doing at 24 years of age because my birthday was on Sunday. As you guys know, I've been talking about it for weeks now, so you guys are like probably thrilled that it's over. A um, bunch of you actually were super sweet. Gotta love that angry taxi man New York City ambiance I was waiting for it Uh, a lot of you guys dm'd me super sweet and were like have fun at your party tonight because a lot of you guys knew that I was excited and or nervous for the party I actually was like super nervous right before I got the worst stomach ache this has probably happened to you before too like when there's a lot of like anxious build up to something especially if you've been planning it for a while or if it's something where it involves attention like I just got the worst it was one of those stomach pains where it was like it felt like I couldn't like fully breathe in like that was you know that feeling where it's like it's really tight feeling that was like what it was luckily it wore off once I um, got to the party and got a martini in me but before I was like a nervous wreck for whatever reason I don't know why I think it's because like I mean I've discussed this before how I feel that I'm somewhat an introverted extrovert so I I really do thrive in social situations but I also feel like I psych myself out and sometimes need time to recover like copious amounts of time to recover after a really social social situation which is why I hibernated like all Saturday after the party um (laughs) because I was like I just I need some time to myself I feel smothered by humans other humans that I do enjoy but I felt quite smothered but I think that has to do with uh that has something to do with my like stomach ache I was just nervous to be around so many people in like one space I think I'm not really sure I've I've been feeling some interesting sensations in my 23rd and now 24th year of life I feel like I've been developing like certain anxieties that I never used to experience before like I used to be the queen of attention in college I loved attention and now I like shy away from it at all costs like for my birthday at work I like really didn't want like a big display because people at L'Oreal are very big on birthdays and so I was like please don't like shower me with things and like you know make a big deal out of it like I just like don't I don't know why that is because a few years ago I'd kill for the attention you know um like I don't want to make a speech or something that just like sounds like my own personal version of hell um so luckily they just gave me a nice bottle of wine and some nice little 
gifts and that was it and I was overjoyed it's also nice having your birthday over the weekend because people don't make a huge deal out of it it was like oh yeah my birthday was yesterday don't worry like it was yesterday and I like very firmly was like it was yesterday (laughs) so anyway um this glass of wine will suffice Mm. anyway so as I was saying certain anxieties that have crept in in my 23rd year of life strangely I think adulting and just like adulthood makes you think about things a lot differently I mean no shit but like makes you think about things a lot differently than we used to think about them and it also kind of brings forth a lot of things that we've been shying away from and kind of pushing under the rug for the rest of our years I feel like a lot of times when things get uncomfortable or messy or just seems like it'd be like a real undertaking to deal with and just confront I my first reaction is to just put it under the rug you know dust it under the rug I feel like I say that saying a lot in the podcast if you have an alternative saying I could start saying let me know but that's like the the most accurate thing I can think of to say for that situation where you're just kind of pushing things out of sight and you just want to deal with that another day I'm so like that I'm very like I stick to my lists I'm very like I'm very driven to get tasks done but I'm also one of those people where I am a huge huge procrastinator especially with things that are probably the most important things that I should be doing like going to the dentist I really need to go to the dentist um and I've just been putting it off and that's something my mom's going to really hate hearing on the podcast I'm sorry mom Thanksgiving we can maybe do it then I don't know we'll see um I need to do that uh yeah that's on my to-do list you know but once you're an adult and your mom isn't reminding you to go you have to do these things on your own and it brings up a whole nother anxiety of having to go to the dentist I'm like queen of getting cavities like I don't know why I don't even eat I eat really well and like I don't drink that much sugar anymore like really not at all in college I I drank a lot of sugar because I drank the jungle juice at frat parties and they put basically everything but the kitchen sink in their freaking buckets of vodka and mystery concoctions but yeah so I'm I'm queen of cavities so I think I just hate bad news and I'm like terrified of bad news so I I'm avoiding the dentist at all costs because I don't want to go in and then tell me I'm getting a root canal or something I'm I just don't have time for that okay okay (laughs) so yeah I'm kind of like careening off course with this um narrative on things that I'm avoiding and things I'm afraid of but you know I think it's one of those things where a lot of us have these fears that we're like is this normal like am I crazy like today I mean, this is a little bit of a tangent, but you know, it's my podcast. I make the rules. I was having all this like random, extremely random anxiety over my desk. Okay. I have this desk. I'm sitting at it right now. It's a cute little Ikea desk. It matches my apartment perfectly. It matches the wood on the floor. And I actually bought this at my old apartment. My lovely dad put it together. He was not happy about it at the time, but I'm actually really happy with how it fits in the space. It's very like the long ways, I guess, or like the not the width, the like long ways. Yeah. Like how long it is from left to right. I'm not a carpenter, but it's like perfect for the space because I can still fit something next to it. So I have like a little fun, little funky display on the right side um, with my suitcase, my really cool vintage suitcase that I bought. And it serves absolutely no purpose just sitting here, but I like how it looks. If you are curious what I'm talking about, you can look at my Instagram because I post a lot of pictures of my desk and such. Um, But anyway, I was having this like really random, just like 
what's the word where it's just absurd, I guess, or just like why? Um, anxiety about my desk today. I was sitting at my other desk at work thinking about how small my desk at home is and how I wish that I had more space so I could actually journal at my desk. Because right now what I do is I journal in my bed and I'm like leaning over and then I always wonder why my, why my back hurts so badly because I'm leaning over this tiny notebook and my actually my bedside light just burnt out two days ago and I keep forgetting when I'm downstairs like on the ground level of my of the world to go to like CVS or somewhere and get a freaking light bulb I keep forgetting and I don't have those things on hand so anyway I've been needing to journal and so I've been just journaling in the dark in my bed for the past two days so today after work I came home and was like looking at my desk and I was like yep I need to get a new one like I need to just like toss this thing or like put it on Craigslist or something and like you know although I like how it looks it's just not practical like it's not big enough and then I was like you know what why would Ikea make an impractical desk like there's got to be a way I can make this usable and then just you know an amazing idea came to me how about I move my computer monitor like to the left side of the desk and just have like space where the because the computer monitor was in the middle of the desk taking up like the entire thing and so if I wanted to journal I'd have to like be like you know leaning off the side of it basically with my notebook so I moved the monitor took me like a minute to move this monitor not even 30 seconds at at you know longest move the monitor to the left side and kind of like angled it a little bit and then have my keyboard underneath like it's not a huge monitor it's not the biggest mac monitor it's like one of the smaller ones and then now i have my journal in front of me in the middle of the desk plenty of room for activities plenty of room for all of my other writing utensils i'm obsessed with stationery and with writing and with back to school supplies in general um i remember getting so excited to go get back to school supplies i don't know what it is like is there a psychology or psychological theory behind why human beings love, you know, supplies so much, like love pens and pencils. Like I used to love my trapper keeper. Like I had a relationship with my trapper keeper in middle school and, you know, even through probably high school. Um, Cause I like made all these little doodles on the inside. And I actually, I learned how, you know, in um, lower schools where you learn like one drawing and you just like do it on everything because you're like, wow, this is cool. I learned how to draw a palm, a palm bleh, whoa a palm tree. That's what I meant to say. I learned how to draw a palm tree like perfectly. And I I think I watched a YouTube tutorial on how to do it. And I started writing it on every single like divider. Remember dividers in notebooks, like perfectly, you know, little dividers and the little paper slips that go inside the divider tabs kept falling out like, you know, between classes and you like lose them. Yeah. (laughs) Like, let me know why I'm remembering this right now. Um, this is my stream of consciousness welcome to thick and thin that's what this is but anyway so yeah so now I can sit here and I can journal and in peace with this amazing lamp above me or what's it called um pendant light that I got off of Etsy which I love and it's like perfect lighting I can you know sketch my tattoos here I can work on some stuff and I have plenty of space and you know why because I had a little rearranging session change in perspective and it like saved something that I thought was going to be a lost cause like this desk was almost on the side of the road (laughs) maybe not like it would have taken a lot of effort to get it downstairs but regardless I was like planning on just getting rid of the desk but then you know now it's it's brand new again so I think that that's something I've learned in so far it's been like three days of my 24th year but I'm learning that you know with just a little bit of rearranging a little bit of like a new perspective on things like looking at something a little bit differently and not through these rose-colored glasses of like you know everything's okay all the time like 
I feel like I learned that actually from the new Selena Gomez song. She talks about rose-colored glasses. And I feel like sometimes we have this, this, we almost try to make things look so pretty on Instagram, so perfect that it kind of destroys what it actually is. And, you know, the number of times I've posted this desk on Instagram and you guys were like, oh my God, where's it from? Where's it from? And I've been dreading using the desk this whole time because I just was looking at it the complete wrong way and not the practical way. Like, yes, it probably looks better with the monitor in the middle, but it's just not practical. And so that is how I need to look at my life sometimes, you know? Yes, it looks pretty and Instagrammable this way, but am I slowly dying inside because I'm putting all the effort into making it look Instagrammable? Yes. So, yeah, that was a little, like, weird anecdote for you guys, but I thought it was pretty good. Um, Yeah, so I'm trying to recall how we got on this tangent of um, my desk rearranging and root canals and a bunch of other random things like 13 minutes into the episode but I'm kind of at a loss <laughs> so I'm just gonna like move on along uh with what I was gonna talk about which I mainly wanted to speak on my birthday um in this episode and just like things I've learned or you know even just the party itself and like what it was like and stuff like that because I definitely want to obviously listen back on this episode and be like wow so that was what it was like because I'm actually I think one of my biggest fears um in life is just forgetting things or developing any sort of like Alzheimer's that's like a huge fear I have nightmares about it all the time it's such a tragic disease or something that comes over you when you're older when you obviously forget things and that is a big fear of mine so I like preserving as much as I can in memories which you know in tangible memories so me talking about it on the podcast counts as that or like videos and things like that you guys will probably notice uh with me if you've been keeping up with me for a while or if you're new I I document everything like over document things I overshare um yeah and that's probably the biggest critique of people I've dated <laughs> in my life so you know but whatever that's me so anyway um that is why I wanted to talk a little bit more about my birthday on the episode and I think a lot of what I also want to talk about relating to that has to do with how I feel that I as I've aged of course you know I'm 24 now which doesn't seem that old still to me it still feels pretty young to me I still feel like I have a lot of things to learn and things to do and grow on until I'm 30 and then eventually 40 and then you know it just goes up from there of course but I feel like something I've managed to learn in my more recent years and just going into 24 especially like you know after doing reflecting is that I this kind of goes without saying but I feel like a lot of us don't pay it any mind you know the concept of you are truly not the same person you were a year ago and two years ago, and three years ago, and four years ago. I actually, the other day, out of just curiosity, you know, as to whether I've ever posted like a birthday video before, because I plan on posting some birthday footage from this year, I had a videographer, lovely videographer, take some videos um, at the the party. So I just YouTubed my name, you know, Katie Bilotti birthday. And the first video that popped up was a video from seven years ago. I kid you not, I've been on the internet for 10 years, on YouTube for 10 years was from seven years ago and I clicked on it I was in my turquoise like I had a Tiffany blue or turquoisey Tiffany blue colored bedroom actually no I stand corrected I had a filming room which was actually the guest room but my parents let me call it my filming room of course in my suburban home and there was this like decal on the wall that said live laugh love I'm pretty sure or it was like faith love and something and it was the tackiest decal. I don't know why my mom let me do that and like destroy the guest room, but you know, they don't have that house anymore, thankfully. Someone else has the turquoise room or painted over it probably. But anyway, it's me sitting in front of 
my desk at the time, which was my dad's hand-me-down desk, and the Live, Laugh, Love behind me, and I was showing the things I'd gotten for my birthday, which was like the one in the thumbnail. Like the thumbnail of the video is me holding up this ugly, ugly, ugly leather wallet. Um, some of you guys might have even been with me at the time as followers and remember this video of me talking about the things I was getting. I actually at one point was talking about New York and how I was going to meet up with all my YouTube friends in New York and that was like before I'd met any of my current internet friends or really started to gain traction with my following and I didn't even have a manager at the time. I was like, if you guys listen to my influencer or the truth about influencers, I think that was what I ended up calling it um, podcast episode. I talked about how, you know, for a while I didn't have a manager. And so I was just like going like willy nilly with my sponsorships. Like I had no idea that I could start charging people for these things. I was like, I'm going to make a full dedicated video to this random $30 palette that someone sent me that isn't even that good. So yeah, this is before I knew really anything, but I was just blissfully unaware of just anything I could be doing to market myself. I just wanted to make a video about this ugly leather leopard print wallet. But regardless, I just, I looked back at that video and I was just in awe of how, of course, I've gotten a lot smarter, you know, um, however many years later, seven years later after I filmed that video and posted it on YouTube. But I also just the way I was speaking in the video, I, I just lacked, I could tell, I could just see right through myself seven years ago, Katie. I just, I lacked so much confidence in what I was saying and how I was speaking. I still had, you know, when you're younger and you kind of have this like baby talk voice, like you're not talking like a baby, but you like think you have to sound cute or something. I don't know what the obsession is with that, but yeah, I'd like slightly had that situation going on with my voice. I'm like, how did anyone ever listen to me talk? you know, back seven years ago, nine years ago even. So yeah, I was watching that video and just experiencing the feels and thinking to myself about how different I am. Even like, yes, seven years ago, of course I'm different. But like, I even look back sometimes at my videos from freshman year and just, you know, I'm lucky because I have this time capsule almost of how I like spoke and what my mannerisms were like and et cetera. I also have the um, downside of being able to see how skinny I used to be. Oh my God, before I discovered alcohol. Gosh, whatever. I don't regret anything. I love a good martini. But yeah, so guys, it's it's seriously, it's a blessing and a curse, but it's also a, a cold hard fact that we're different. We We age and we change. I think that there's this weird thought, you know, in the present that we think to ourselves that we're going to be that the same things are going to matter to us in a year and that the same things are going to hurt us in a year. And so much is shed year after year. Like there's certain anxieties and certain fears I used to have that I don't have anymore, but now there's new fears and new anxieties that I have that I didn't have before and that I won't have in 10 years. And it's this crazy cycle of like constantly redefining yourself. And I saw this actually, this quote on Instagram last week, I put it in my saved um, I love the saved feature on Instagram. It is just fabulous because I always just forget and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to like remember this somehow, but I don't remember anything unless I write it down or if I put it in my saved on Instagram, but I saved it. It says, maybe it's time to update how you define yourself. And when I read that, I was like, this is oddly technical. It's like updating your resume or something, but it's true, guys. You, I mean, as often as you update your resume and update your skills and your LinkedIn profile, you have to update how you define yourself, how you look at yourself, what matters to you. And I think that that's something that we often neglect and we just think that, 
you know, oh, we don't need to update ourselves or update the way we define ourselves. Like we, we can just like carry on and not address these changes. It's like, you know, when a little boy is going through puberty and they're like, what the heck is happening to my voice? And like many other things, as you know, but I'm not going to give you an anatomy lesson, but it's, it's the same thing. And even a girl, like when I sprouted boobs for the first time, I'm like, well, for the first time, like it's going to happen again for, you know, when I realized that I needed to be wearing a bra, basically, it's like, you're like, woo, something is going on here. And instead of just not like, you know, standing in the mirror and being like, ooh, okay. Like, wow. I remember like thinking at one point that I, I was like comparing myself to the other girls in the class and I was like, oh, I wish my boobs were bigger, you know, in the time where everyone wore those bombshell push-up bras from Victoria's Secret. And now I'm very thankful for my size B boobs that can, you know, I can wear a lot of different shirts and, you know, I can't say the same for my butt, which is just out of this world ginormous in all pants and skirts but my boobs I'm thankful for their smallness to be honest I don't know why I had to say that but I did word vomit but nonetheless I think that as we grow as we change it's important to take a second and you know like we were when we were younger we stood in front of our mirror analyzing our boob shape and like looking at our training bras in the mirror and turning to the side and being like oh okay this is interesting it's the same thing with us now it's like we have to look at ourselves and be like okay take inventory, what matters to us, what's bothering me right now, and like what can I do to not necessarily fix it, but what can I do to address this? And like do the same things. This is a big one, a huge one actually that I've been beginning to notice. It's do the same things matter to me anymore? Like do I, I, yes, I'm like kind of branded Katie Vladi, like I'm supposed to like these sort of things because the people that have gone to school with me for four years or that just know me, know me liking these things. But newsflash it's normal and it's it's gonna happen you know that you're going to fall out of love with certain things and certain things don't matter to you as much anymore as they used to matter and you shouldn't feel like you're chained to those things just because it's a part of what your brand is to other people like when other people think of you they think of soccer or they think of this that and the other thing you're allowed to completely reinvent yourself any day of the week any second of the day you're allowed to and you shouldn't have to worry about what other people think. And like, I feel like a lot of times we feel very chained to our brand and chained to who we've portrayed ourselves as and the things that we used to do. And I think that as we grow up, you know, for me at least, it's become very obvious to me that I need to make a change or I'm going to go actually freaking crazy, you know? <laughs> so... So taking a quick little break to introduce tonight's sponsor. Tonight's episode is sponsored by Lola. Uh, Once again, last episode was also sponsored by them. I love them so much and they are proud sponsors of this episode, which is really great. Um, So Lola essentially is a modern approach to feminine care. So they're a female founded company that offers a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, liners, and all natural cleansing wipes. I personally use their tampons. Uh, My period started yesterday, not TMI, it is life, and so I reached for a tampon from Lola and knew that I could trust and use it with confidence because I know exactly you know what the ingredients are and it's not one of those just very hazy not really sure where this tampon comes from and what it's doing to my body situation I feel like I can really trust their products um, and you shouldn't have to compromise when it comes to feminine care products that's their main mission and they're really known for their organic cotton that they use for all of their period products and they additionally also have sex products that are formulated and 
made with women in mind. So they have personal lubricant, they have condoms, they have cleansing wipes um, that are you know biodegradable. They're all natural. They're gynecologist approved and hypoallergenic. So products that you can truly trust and not have to worry about. Additionally, their subscriptions are super easy to manage and to customize. Um, they, they truly make your time of the month that much easier, which I'm super grateful for because I do a lot of things in the day. I don't have time to make sure that my tampons are going to come on time and they're going to be in the right, you know, absorbency and all of those details. So I love that Lola manages that for me. Um, and also the best part about them that I always voice and that I love is that uh, you can do good with your purchase. So for each purchase that, you know, you make, Lola donates feminine care products to homeless shelters across the U.S. And that is a cause I can really get behind as well as just their general mission of creating products with women in mind, you know, by women for women, which just honestly makes a whole lot of sense to me. Obviously, a lot of sex products especially are created with men in mind, so I love that the sex products by Lola, sex by Lola, and then just all of their you know, tampons and pads especially are formulated with just women in mind and our needs and our worries and things like that. So I really love Lola. I truly support them. And of course, I do have a deal for you guys. So for 30% off of your first month subscription with Lola, visit mylola, that's M as in mango, Y-L-O-L-A.com and enter my code hellokatie30. So that's hello, K-A-T-Y 30. And that will get you 30% off of your first month subscription. So give it a try. See why I'm so obsessed with it and talk about it all the time. I truly love everything that Lola stands for. And so I'm really grateful and happy that they sponsored another episode with us. Um, and so without further ado, let's get on back into it. So yeah, um, kind of going back to what I was talking about before, you know, I was talking about the desk rearranging and in the shower tonight, I actually was like making some connections because I, I moved my desk. I got super sweaty doing so because I, I don't know, it's a little hot in my apartment because the heat just cranked on and it's like an old building. So they are really cranking it up. I don't know what it is, but nonetheless, um, I showered <laughs> because I was sweaty. Okay. Here's where we're going. And I was in the shower thinking about the moving of the desk in one, you know, part of my brain and the other part of my brain, I was thinking about all the questions I got from you guys because I always put out on my story a few days before I end up podcasting. Just, you know, you guys submit questions, what's weighing on your heart, what's worrying you, and I'll try to do my best to address them in the podcast. And so, you know, I can't always get to all of them, of course, because there's a lot of you guys that are really passionate about the podcast, which I freaking love. Like I, that makes my whole world, to be honest. Um, but regardless, I was thinking about those things and a bunch of the the concerns you guys have been expressing to me in the podcast um, inquiries is just a lack of motivation. You don't really know where you're going. You feel like your life is kind of just either at a standstill or you're trudging along, don't really know where the end destination is. You kind of have lost your way. A lot of you guys are asking me what to do when you feel lost and things like that. And, you know, I think that despite the fact that the desk moving analogy or the moving of the desktop on the desk rather analogy is pretty simple, extremely simple and extremely like another person would just do that and think nothing of it. But because I overthink everything, um, which can be a good thing, I will admit, I was like, you know what? I think I can wrap all these things together with a nice analogy that can really maybe give you some clarity on your own life and your own struggles and your own anxieties. And so, you know, I think that when we feel that either we're going nowhere or we're going a lot of places at once and we don't like any of them and we just feel that something is a little bit off in one way or another. It can look 
a million different ways and it could either be romantic it can be in your job it could be in your your mentality and just the way you're feeling and just a lot of different things like I said but when you feel that something's off a lot of times it can you get so just in your head about it and you either refuse to talk to anyone about it or you just decide that you know the answer I mean this happens to me all the time I get really anxious about certain things or just certain things freak me out or I just feel like something's hopeless and instead of maybe talking to someone about it or I don't know trying to figure out why this thing is bothering me and what this means and what I can do to to fix it I just decide that I know all the answers and that I know, you know, in this current frame of my thinking, just kind of being overwhelmed and such, I know that I'm hopeless and that there's no way I can fix this and that the best solution is for me to just throw the desk to the curb situation. Like, okay, I'm just, this is hopeless. This is a lost cause. I'm never going to be loved. I'm never going to be in a dream job. I'm never going to get this, that, or the other thing. And you just convince yourself that you're a hopeless, just lost person that has no upside. And that is super detrimental thinking because in doing so, in living with that mentality, you, first of all, if you're any sort of creative person, even if it is something that isn't like a, you know, very, very creative, creative job, any sort of just, I don't even want to say the word creative, but just any sort of light in your life and in what you do every day, whether it be school, whether it be work, whether it be just a passion or hobby, you're instantly going to do that a whole lot less or just not to your full ability, rather, because half of your consciousness and half of your life is going to be spent dwelling on this thing you still haven't addressed and that you still haven't figured out because you just decided that it's hopeless and there's nothing you can do to fix it. And so that's something I've been giving a lot of thought to lately. And like, yes, I think a lot of us can agree that this is a problem (laughs) and that like this is something that people deal with. But then I was kind of challenging myself while I was conditioning my hair in the shower tonight how can one go after go about fixing this issue and like what can they do to like get themselves out of this just feeling of hopelessness and despair you know that we all kind of slip into every once in a while and then I was thinking about how the first thing that I don't do when I deal with some struggles like these especially when it's something that's kind of embarrassing or that I just like I said earlier, it's it's like we all have this kind of personal brand that we exert with our friends and with people that we don't even know and that, you know, we try to be this this person and like, you know, everyone on social media and any sort of just agency for advertising, for branding or anything of that nature will say, you know, in your brand, you have to be consistent. You have to just show people that this is your vibe. This is who you are. And like, if you're consistent in that, people will know to come back to your content because they'll like this certain brand and like, you shouldn't change it up too much because let me change it up enough, but like not too much. You have to keep your brand, whatever nonsense. And so we kind of feel that way in our, in our lives. And we're like, okay, well we are this person. This is our brand. This is who I'm supposed to be. I'm not supposed to be anyone besides this person because this is, this is what people are comfortable with and people are expecting of me. And so a lot of times when I'm embarrassed about things that bother me or I feel like they don't reflect my brand because, you know, I'm branded as being this really confident person that talks about her life on the internet and doesn't care what people think and, you know, whatever, has confidence in terms of relationships and goes on dates and whatever. Whenever I have any sort of something that goes wrong, I I shy away from telling my friends and sometimes I even shy away from writing it in my journal. <laughs> you know, I feel like my journal is a friend that's judging me and I don't want my journal to even see the light of these 
uh, the light of day of these comments, you know, like I, or things that are bothering me or embarrassing moments from my day. Sometimes my journal doesn't even see them because I'm that embarrassed about them. Or I just feel like I should be fixing this issue and it shouldn't be an issue. It should be a non-issue. It should be something that I can deal with on my own and I'm super independent to a fault and that's something that I'm working on. But I think the best thing you can do in one of these situations where you feel that you're just kind of just hopeless or you messed up or you're embarrassed or you're just feeling super lost is to tell someone maybe a friend or maybe a therapist or just someone who doesn't quite get it in the sense that they're removed from whatever industry it is so for example you know if you are I don't know say a designer or something in like a very someone in a very creative situation or you're you know very your issue is something creative like you feel like you're you don't know what you're doing with your life in terms of your creative spirit and whatever go to a friend that isn't very creative (laughs) or I don't want to say that but like does something like completely different for a, a career or something just completely out of your wheelhouse and tell them what's bothering you and explain to them you know why it's bothering you and give them some background and see what they say about it because chances are pretty high this happens to me often where I get so in my head about things to the point where I only see it one way and I don't see it for the the big picture standing back I see it for the tiny little sliver of the picture that I think is right that's hopeless and whatever and I don't step back because I need someone to like quite literally pull me back and show me what I'm missing okay so that's why you know, I found is super helpful for me. And this can also apply to other things. Like if you're in a relationship or a romantic situation where you feel that it's hopeless or you feel confused or you're not sure how you feel. I just a number of issues you can experience with a relationship. There's a lot of them. Talk to someone who is like 85 (laughs) or like someone who is 12 or seven, you know, could you babysit? I don't know. Ask them, Maybe don't tell the seven-year-old the exact details if it's like something a little bit over their head at age seven. But I guarantee if you ask someone who's completely removed from your situation and is like either way older, way younger, or just, you know, does not experience the same struggles that you do, they will see it again in a completely different way that will really help you. And it all goes back to the idea of sometimes you just got to change your perspective And you just got to do a little bit of rearranging in your head and who you go to and what your coping mechanisms are. I think rearranging your life is something that is super necessary. And it doesn't have to be in the springtime. So I feel like people are always like, okay, spring cleaning, like spring organization, spring. Spring is the time where we're going to like, you know, out with the old and with the new, etc. I think it can happen anytime. And I also don't think you should be waiting for New Year's Day 2020 to make all these changes. I feel like 2020 is a huge year for a lot of people and I'm worried it's going to like let a lot of people down because, you know, if you're going to make a change, you got to do it, I mean, on your own terms and hopefully sooner rather than later, you know. So, yeah, I just thought that I would share that 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 little coping mechanism that I've learned and just the whole concept that I've kind of started to adopt in my 24th year of – just when something seems super bleak and super hopeless and just filled with doubt, filling you with doubt, just try to 
step back and tilt your head a little bit and just look at it in a different way. And I know it's like a super poetic way of putting things and like you're like, Katie, really, I'm not going to step back. But just remove yourself from it for a while. Distract yourself a little bit, but not enough for you to completely dust it under the rug, you know? Like I want you to address it, address what's bothering you, but do so in a way where you have a fresh perspective. It's like when you're in a candle store and you know how they have those coffee beans in candle stores so you can cleanse your palate so to speak so if you're smelling smelling a lot of candles like bath and body work situation where you're smelling a lot of scents and you know you you don't even know it smells good anymore like you can't even distinguish one scent from another that's why they have the coffee beans there because the coffee beans I don't think bath and body works is quite caught on to the coffee bean thing but it's more high-end candle and fragrance stores I believe what's the one that I always go to that has them somewhere in the city that I think it's I don't want I don't know why I'm trying to say article I don't think it, no article's not right that's where I got my furniture from it's like I think it starts with an a it's gonna come to me like after when I'm brushing my teeth but nonetheless uh it was like a fragrance and candle store and they have the coffee beans and um you know sometimes you have to just inhale some coffee beans and then you know, take a walk around the block and then come back and look at what was bothering you. And, you know, even so, in a year from now, think about what was bothering you a year ago, you know, or like now, a year from now, look back and you'll be amazed at how different it looks from, you know, standing a year's time away. It's, it's crazy how even watching that YouTube video I was talking about from seven years ago, my anxieties were completely different then. My biggest worry was passing the driver's exam, I'm pretty sure. Like, the driver's test. Seven years ago? Does that sound about right? Like, 18, 19, 20? Yeah, I think that that's about right. I guess that's probably the age. Or, like, I don't know. Nonetheless, when I was, like, 16 or 15, I was freaking out about the driver's exam. Freaking out so much that I just completely didn't even study for the permit test. We had to take the, the, the online permit test in the DMV and then you'd come back to take the actual driver's test but you had to pass the permit test first I think that's the same in most states in the U.S. Um, and I had to I just got so nervous about it that I didn't even study because <laughs> I was like I don't, I don't even want to like open a book because then I'll just be confirmed it'll be confirmed how dumb I am and I don't know anything about driving a car so I just went to the DMV with my mom and completely bombed the test on the computer when, you know, the girl next to me, I didn't know, passed it and was, like, super happy and, like, hugged her mom. And I was like, Mom, I failed. And then I cried and we went to Panera and I cried into my mac and cheese. And I think I've, I think I've told that story before because it just feels very familiar. Whoops, I almost just dropped my phone. Very familiar on my lips. But anyway, um, where am I going with this? So I don't know why I just told the DMV story. Oh, yeah, my anxieties and my worries looked a lot different back then. Yes, valid fact. Guys, I am so happy with how the podcast episode has gone tonight because I feel like, you know, I started out thinking I was just going to talk about my birthday and then I realized so many other things just like kind of crept out of the woodworks and we talked about those and I'm really happy about that. Um, But yeah, I guess I'll just kind of conclude with finishing talking about my birthday party (laughs) because I was going to get to it a lot sooner and I just didn't because it just, it didn't take the forefront of being important, but Uh, My birthday party was last Friday night. Um, I feel like I'm still hungover and it's Tuesday. Like, I am still exhausted and just, like, finding remnants from the night um, because I got home and ate a chocolate chip cookie in my bed. And I've been finding crumbs ever since. But 
Anyway, that's like the mark of a good night. Um, as you guys know, it was old Hollywood theme. I wore this gorgeous sparkly number with like the fur shawl, the gloves, the, you know, old Hollywood like deep side part hair and everything like I oh and I like perfected my cat eye very happy with how my ultimate like look came out and we hired this film photographer so a bunch of film photos are coming soon from the party which is super exciting because you know I wanted to make sure that the photos were as on par with the event as like the venue was and like everyone you know what I like I had some like very you know, decent expectations, like not the highest of expectations for other people's outfits. Like I was worried that, you know, only my friends, like my immediate friend group would take it seriously and that everyone else would just come like in their normal, like going out clothes and we'd look like idiots or whatever, just like kind of over the top. Not that I was like too worried, but again, like I had a lot of anxieties building up to the party. So that was one of them. And I was so pleasantly surprised because everyone was super dressed up to the nines. Like guys were wearing like tuxedo jackets and bowler hats. And um, our one friend Martin came as the milkman, like the vintage milkman. Like I don't know what made him decide to do that, but it was very funny. He like wrote like milkman on his this like hat that he got from like a craft store or something. I don't know. Like super, super superb outfit um but yeah I was like really pleasantly surprised by all that um I was pleasantly surprised that just like so many people came like I don't know I think I just have these weird expectations of my life now when I plan things I'm always like okay keep my expectations low if you guys listened to the last episode I was talking about that but we had over like 120 people there at like the time where everyone was finally there because people obviously trickled in like if you tell them 11 o'clock they'll be there 11 30 or like 12 that's something we learned way back in college when guys would tell us to come pregame at 9 30 that meant we'll be there at 10 30 um obviously so yeah it was super fun it was like kind of like an awesome preface to Halloween weekend and I didn't actually end up dressing up on Saturday when we went out again we had a more casual night on Saturday because a lot of us were still hurting from Friday night um and then Sunday was my birthday and I I had like a birthday lunch at the Smith the Smith is the best restaurant in New York well there's a lot of great restaurants but it's a great restaurant for like a large party of people when you want to have like a nice brunch or and the aesthetic is just like amazing so you know I always bring people there when they haven't been to New York especially because there's obviously like more hole in the wall like authentic like places but the Smith is you know you're gonna get a good meal at the Smith the kale Caesar salad is really good the steak really good Um, mac and cheese is actually legendary so get it if you're ever in the city but went there for my actual birthday and we had a movie day for the rest of the day we watched um what a girl wants with Amanda Bynes and Modern Love. We also watched some Modern Love episodes. I'm I have one more to watch, and I actually want to watch it tonight. I think, but it's already ten, and I'm like exhausted, so I might go to bed and not watch it. But we'll see. Um, but yeah, that was my birthday weekend. Um, yeah, like I said, a lot of photos are gonna be coming soon on my Instagram feed. I'm just gonna like throw them out. I put a video up today, and a lot of you guys liked it. Um, just like the vibe of it all. I love like a good old old Hollywood vibe just to anything like birthday party aside like just my life I'd love to just see it through an old Hollywood lens oh my god I always say I think I was born in the wrong era which everyone says but you know I I quite literally think that I did or I was that was bad grammar can you tell I'm tired anyway birthday was a success um like I said more content coming I guess um Oh, well, we're coming up on Halloween weekend, actually, for real. Thursday is Halloween. Um, I have a go-go girl outfit, like a 
go girl yeah a go go girl outfit like the boots the everything you know uh, in a bag sitting right next to me right now I need to try it on um, I'm a little nervous it's not going to cover my butt we'll see so got that off from Amazon of course Amazon Prime coming in clutch so I'm gonna wear that I think on I don't know if we're going out on Thursday I hope not because it's like a school night <laughs> not a school night but like you know it's a work night so I don't know if I'm gonna do that but Friday night definitely we have this like rooftop party we're going to and I'm wearing my go go girl outfit then I can't even say it go go girl I need to practice um so yeah and it comes with like the glasses and like the headscarf and everything so that's cool yeah so another crazy weekend ahead um although it is only Tuesday right only Tuesday tomorrow's Wednesday but yeah so that is a little uh recap on my life for you guys I feel that next week's episode will probably be a lot more uh, planned <laughs> this episode actually I I kid you not I wanted to wait till the end to tell you this I only have two words written down on my piece of paper that I have in front of me right now to talk about for this episode I have nothing else that was rehearsed or not I never rehearse anything but nothing that was like planned and the, the two things I wrote down were birthday desk <laughs> so those are the two things that I thought of to speak to in this episode and I did and I think I did them well or did them justice So yeah, that is it for tonight's episode, guys. I hope you all enjoyed me talking about a lot of random things. And I really hope your week is going well. I know a lot of you guys probably listen to this on your commute to work or to school um, or when you're cleaning a room or something. So I hope your day is going well wherever you're headed or whatever you're doing. Um, Hope that you are having a great day. And I will talk to you guys all next week in my next episode. So until then, ciao.